Amen. We are all blessed to be a blessing. And today is a special day for all of us. We have now come to the culmination of the liturgical year. Ito na yung last Sunday ng liturgical year natin. Next Sunday, we will start with a new liturgical year. Okay? So as we have come to the end of this liturgical year, I know many of us, we have gone through a lot of things. Amen? Merong nagkasakit, meron nawala ng trabaho, merong iba nawala ng mahal sa buhay. Some of you, you've lost a loved one this year. Ang daming problema ang hinarap natin itong taon na to. But after all these things that we have been through, at the end of every liturgical year, ito lang yung masasabi pa rin natin. That Jesus is my Lord. Amen? That Christ is King. That is the declaration of the church. Yan ang sinasabi ng simbahan palagi. After all the things that the church has been through, lahat ng bagay na pinagdaanan natin sa taon na to, the church will always say, no matter what happens, Jesus is still Lord of the church. Jesus Christ is still King of all the nations. And we join with that declaration. So masama tayo sa declaration na yun. Maaring nagkaroon ako ng mga problema sa buhay ko, nagkaroon ako ng mga uh, pagbabago no? sa buhay ko. But at the end of this year, I will still say, as the church would say, Jesus is my Lord. Amen? Yun ay hindi magbabago sa buhay ko. Amen? Maybe nagbago ng lahat sa palibot ko, but still I say with the church that Christ is still King. And the more we do that, the more we lay a foundation of strength in our life. Amen? Now, in our spiritual journey, we grow as we continue to follow Christ. We will never grow in our spiritual life if we don't follow Jesus. Amen? Hindi tayo lalago. And we will not mature spiritually if we don't follow Christ. Kasi maraming mga Kristiyano sinasabi nila, you know, I don't, I don't need to follow Jesus. Importante na yung alam ko, Lord siya, and you know, I believe He died for me. I don't need to follow Him. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to read my Bible. I don't need to do anything else as long as Jesus is Lord. That cannot be. Amen? We will never grow in our spiritual life if we do not follow Christ. So today, I invite you for a reflection on the kingship of Christ. If Christ is king, etong tanungin nyo sa sarili nyo. And maybe tonight, bago kayo matulog, tanungin nyo rin to ulit, no? If Christ is King, do I follow Him as King? Yan ang tanungin mo sa sarili mo. No? Mamaya magsa-celebrate tayo, magsasalo-salo tayo, may kantahan tayo dito, may games, may sayawan. You know, we will, we will just celebrate this day. We will end this year with a big bang. Okay? 
kahit anong nangyari sa buhay natin, magse-celebrate tayo sa, sa araw na to, the end of the year. But I would like us also to be reflective. Okay? Let us not forget why we are celebrating. And this is the question that I would like us all to ask ourselves. Do I follow Christ as King? Pagsusunod tayo sa Kanya, don't just follow Him as a friend. Don't just follow Him as a teacher. Do not just follow Jesus as a leader. You have to learn to follow Him as Lord. Amen. Iba yun. You learn to follow Him as King. Now, you ask yourself this question, How do I follow Christ? How do I follow Jesus? This is the second question. If I'm following Jesus, then how do I follow Him? Do I follow Him as Lord and King of my life? Confront yourself. Ano ba si Jesus? Takapagbigay lang ng pera sa akin? Ano ba si Jesus sa akin? Tagagamot lang ng sakit ko? Ano ba si Jesus sa akin? Tagabigay lang ng lahat ng kailangan ko. Who is Christ to me and how do I follow Him? Do I follow Him as my King? If you say you follow Jesus as your King, then lahat ng gusto ng hari, yan ang nasusunod. Hindi po yung gusto natin. Amen? So we will go through the readings today because there is a challenge in our readings today and I would like us to be challenged today. Our first reading, we see the prophet Ezekiel speaking to the leaders of Israel. Why? Because as God has raised leaders for Israel, nakita ni Ezekiel that they were not leading the people properly. A good leader should take care of his people. A good leader should take care of his followers more than he would take care of himself. Amen? Kaya nga leader, kaya nga pinili ng Diyos. Okay? A leader should take care of his own people, his flock. Paano naman yung leader? Then God takes care of him. Okay? Ang nangyayari dito sa Israel, instead of the leaders taking care of the people, they take care of themselves. Inuuna nilang sarili nila. And when a leader begins to do that, the sheep or the people are not important anymore. Ginagamit na lang yung tao para sa sariling kapakanan. And Ezekiel saw this in the leaders of Israel. So sabi niya, ano nangyayari sa mga shepherd? The sheep are dying. The sheep are hungry. They are not being fed. They are not being taken care of. Because the leaders were not doing their part. Then Ezekiel said in his prophecy, I, the Lord, itong sinabi ng Diyos, I, the Lord, will come down and shepherd my own people. Ha? Hindi nyo ginagawa yung trabaho nyo. You are not doing your job as leaders. I myself, God Himself, sabi niya, I will come down and I will take care of my own people. Ang galing, di ba? And as king, ang style ng kingship ni Jesus, Jesus as king does not lord it over the flock. Amen? How does Jesus lead as a king? Jesus lead His people like a shepherd. 
instead of lording it over the people as king jesus christ would take care of them the lord will feed them the lord will watch over them the lord will protect them ito ang style ng kingship ni jesus and i believe that is the pattern of every leadership dapat ganyan ang leader and so christ Ezekiel said to the people, Now, because you did not do your part well, sinabi niya sa mga leaders, this is what the Lord is saying, I myself will come down and will take care of my people. What is the good news today? The good news is this prophecy, yung sinabi ni Ezekiel, that God will come down and He Himself will be the shepherd of His people. The shepherd of his people, Israel, and also the shepherd of all the nations. Kasama tayo doon. Is this fulfilled? Is this prophecy fulfilled? Yes, it was fulfilled. In the gospel, itong sinabi ni Jesus, I am the good shepherd. So itong prophecy na to that God will take care of his people, it was fulfilled in Christ. When Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. So how does Christ rule as king in our life, in the church, in the world today, in our life? He does it by shepherding us, taking good care of us. Ganyan ang kingship ni Jesus. And today, we are invited chosen by God to participate in that kingship. Hindi madamot ang Diyos natin. Scriptures even said, God, God will give us His kingdom. Diba? Bibigay ng Diyos yung kaharian niya. And why would God give His kingdom to us? It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom and that blessing of giving us the kingdom, it entails for all of us to rule and reign with Christ as King. But how does that kingship look like on earth? Magiging mayabang ba tayo dito sa mundo? Tayong hari dito, sabi ni Lord. Okay, yan ba ang sinasabi ni Lord? No. If Christ invites us to rule and reign with Him as kings, this is how the kingship of Christ will look like on earth. We will all be like shepherds. We will take care of our families. We will take care of our neighbor, our brothers and sisters. We will take care of each other in our community. Yan ang tunay na paghahari. We are the privileged vessels and instruments of God where His kingship, where the kingship of Christ is manifested in the world. Paano makikita yung paghahari ni Kristo sa mundo? Pinili tayo. And through our lives as we share that responsibility, participate in the shepherding of Jesus in the world today, we have been chosen to manifest His kingship on earth. That's why 
I will end with Matthew 25. Itong pinakamagandang sinabi ng Diyos. And it really touched my heart. I've been meditating on this scripture for the past few weeks. And I would like to read this part. At we come to the end of this year, nandito na tayo sa dulo at katapusan ng taon na ito, it should also remind us that a day will come that everything will come to its conclusion also. Etong sinasabi nila, at the end of time or at the end of the ages. So every year as we come to the end of the year, it should remind us that a day will come, all things will end. We will also come to the end of the ages, the end of time. And when that happens, Jesus our King will come. Amen? And etong sinasabi sa gospel natin. And He will set the sheep on His right hand, but the goats on the left. He will separate people. Tandaan natin yan. Maaring magkasama-sama tayo ngayon. Maaring lahat ng tao nagsasama-sama, but a day will come when Jesus will separate Sabi nga sa Matthew, do not presume that I come to bring peace, but I come to bring a sword, to divide. Okay? The sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Makikita natin mga kapatid, sa example na ginamit ni Lord, the illustration, sheep and goat, makikita mo na kaagad. A sheep is an animal that is docile. Alam mo yung docile? Kung anong sinabi mo, anong gusto mong gawin niya, gagawin niya lang. Kahit utusan mo yung sheep na tumalon sa bangin, tatalon yan. Mahuhulog na lang siya. They're very docile animals. The goats, yung mga kambing, matitigas ang ulo niyan. Ang masarap lang sa kambing, alam nyo na kung anong masarap lang sa kambing. Lulutuin lang talaga siya. Okay? So he's talking about a time that God will separate people. And how would God do it? He will do it as a shepherd. Para siyang shepherd, no? He knows the sheep, he knows the goats. Huwag na kayo mag-alala dyan. Ito na lang ang tanong nyo sa sarili nyo. Kambing ba ako o tupa? Anak ng tupa o anak ng kambing? You just ask yourself that. God already knows. Don't worry. Wag ka nang magpakita. Lord, tupa ako. Quiet ka lang. Alam ni Lord kung tupa ka o kambing ka. Sa amoy pa lang malalaman na eh. Diba? God already knows and a day will come that He will separate. So this is just what I would like to say. Ngayon pa lang magdesisyon ka na. Huwag mong antayin dumating ang araw ng Panginoon ay dumating kung hindi man sa katapusan. If not in the end of the ages, when our life expires on earth, pag natapos na yung buhay natin dito sa mundo, si Jesus ay lalapit sa iyo. He will come to you. And that time of coming of Christ in your life, 
will be a time of judgment and a time of rewarding. If you are a sheep, you will be rewarded. If you are a goat, alam na natin, saan ba masarap ang kambing? Katayin ng at lutuin. Okay? Dalawang lugar lang po ang pwede nating puntahan. Okay? Alam nyo naman. Di ba? There are only two places we can go. Smoking or non-smoking. So, mamili na kayo. That is why you decide today whether you are going to be a sheep or a goat. Huwag kayong magantay sa oras ng ikamamatay mo na, the hour of your death, doon ka palang magdesisyon. Do not make the decision when Christ is already in front of you. Today, if you hear, your, hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Decide. Am I going to be a sheep or am I going to be a goat? You decide today. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Okay? Again, kingdom of God, his kingship. He is sharing his inheritance to us, the kingdom. But as inheritance, no? yung pag inherit natin ng kingdom na yan, it entails for us to participate in the kingship of Christ. How does Christ rule and reign in the world today? By being a shepherd. By taking care of people. Yun yun. Okay? Kaya we have to decide now, are we going to be sheep or goat? Are we going to participate in the kingship of Christ? Or are we going to be stubborn and not participate at all? Then itong sinasabi niya, and this is, nagulat ako. Kasi sabi niya, the Lord will say on his, to those who in His right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. He will say to those on His right hand, Sino yung nasa right hand niya? The sheep. Sino yung mga sheep? Those who participate in the kingships of Christ. Those who participate in the Lordship of Christ by shepherding and taking care of others. How are we saved? Paano tayo naliligtas? May nagsabi sa akin, by faith, I agree. Without faith in God, we can never be saved. We are justified by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen ba? Kailangan yung pananampalataya. Okay? Without that faith, we cannot be saved. But here, makikita natin dito sa gospel na to, the gospel never mentioned about faith. Hindi pinag-uusapan yung pananampalataya dito. You know what is mentioned here? Sabi niya, you on my right hand, you go to my kingdom. You will inherit everything in my kingdom. Sinong nasa right hand niya? Sino tong mga tao na tong nasa right hand niya? Sabi niya, you 
who fed me when I was hungry. You who gave me drink when I was thirsty. Kayo na bumisita sa akin nung nagkasakit ako. Kayo na nagbisita sa akin nung nakulong ako. You who gave me clothing when I was naked. You who provided shelter for me. These are the people that are going to heaven. They are saved. Ah, hindi ko sinasabi, hindi kailangan ng faith. Pero hindi sinabi dito tungkol sa faith. Ang sinabi dito, yung gawa. St. James even said, faith without action is dead. Kung yung pananampalataya natin, nasa bibig lang palagi, we like to talk about our faith. My dear brothers and sisters, you might end up being a goat. Kambing ka lang. Ang pananampalataya, hindi po pinag-uusapan lang. Faith is not something that we just teach and talk about. Faith is action. You are going to heaven not because of what you say. You are going to heaven not because of your thoughts. Maraming tao ang gaganda ng iniisip. Yun ang problema lang, puro sa isip lang at sa salita. Wala sa gawa. That's why when you talk of being king, when you share in the kingship of Christ, you become a shepherd. And a shepherd is not just talk and thought. A shepherd, a true shepherd, is always action. Anong hinahanap ni Lord na action natin? Anong hinahanap niya sa iyo? Anong hinahanap niya sa akin? Na tayo ay magiging tunay na tupa. Partakers of the kingdom of God. Partakers and participants in the kingship of Christ. How do we do that? By taking care of the poor. Wag natin kaligtaan. May obligasyon tayo at responsibilidad na alagaan ang kapwa natin, lalong-lalo na yung mahihirap. Jesus identifies Himself with the poor. Yung ginawa mo, sabi niya, to the least of my brothers, you did to me. Kaya mga kapatid, pag wala tayong pagmamahal at pag-ibig sa mga mahihirap, mahirap pong pumasok sa langit. Kasi yan ang unang hahanapin ng Diyos sa'yo. Haharap ka sa harap ng Diyos. And when you stand before God, hindi ka pwede magdala ng kasama yung sabi ni Bishop Dick sa akin. When you stand before God, you cannot bring anyone with you. You stand alone. And this is what Jesus would ask you. When I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was thirsty, did you give me something to drink? When I was naked, did you clothe me? When I was without no home, did you provide a shelter for me? When I was sick, did you come to visit me? When I was in prison, did you come to see me? Pagyan ang tanong sa'yo at ang sagot mo ay wala, hindi po. Patay kang bata ka. 
doon ka sa smoking area papasok. Simple lang yan, di ba? Hindi magulo ang Diyos. It's simple. The action of our faith required to us, required by the Lord, is to prove your faith by your actions done in love towards the poor. Magmi-mission ang simbahan natin. Etong year na to, we are going to be very busy. Why? Because our church will go forth in mission. Father John, anong gagawin natin sa mission? Yan, Matthew 25. Klaro po yan. We're going to go out. We're not going to serve ourselves. Hindi tayo magpapasikat lang na nagmi-mission tayo. Lalabas tayo sa mission. We're going to go out. We are going to feed the hungry. How will we do that? I have ideas, but hindi ko pa masabi sa'yo. Ito, ito lang sinasabi ni Mother Teresa. Hindi niyo kayang pakainin lahat ng tao. You cannot feed everyone who is hungry. Pero itong sabi niya, feed just one. Isa lang. Huwag niyong subukan pakainin lahat. Kasi hindi natin kaya yan. Pwede ka magpakain ng konti, pwede ka magpakain ng isa, pwede ka magpakain ng marami, pero hindi po lahat. Hindi natin kaya yan. Mother Teresa said, just feed one person. Pakainin mo lang yung isa. Sino yung isa na yan? Yung nagugutom. Okay? Father John, saan namin makikita to? Huwag kang mag-alala. Pag nasa mundo ka, one of these days, you will cross paths with someone who is hungry. Meron po. Talagang dadaan yan sa daanan mo. You will see someone who is hungry. When the time comes, it's an opportunity for you to go to heaven. Why? Because it's an opportunity for you to feed that person. That person is Jesus. Yan ang sabi ni Jesus. What you did to the least of my brothers, you did to me. Ako yan. Pag may nakita kayong nagugutom, Sabi ni Jesus, ako yan. Pag pinakain mo yan, tinulungan mo yan, ginawa mo yan sa akin. You did that for me. Okay? If one day, a hungry person comes your path, feed them. Now, hindi naman kailangan talagang bontak yung tiyan yan. Tanggalin nyo lang yung hilap ng tiyan niya. Bakit tayo nagpapakain sa gutom at mahihirap? Bakit? Dahil marami ba tayong pera? Hindi po. Hindi po. Why do we feed the hungry? Kasi naranasan din natin yung tayo'y gutom din at alam natin ang pakirandam ng taong hindi kumakain at mahilab lang siya. There was a story of Mother Teresa One time, nagdala siya ng tinapay. Malaking tinapay sa India. Okay? Nakita niyo mga tinapay natin dito? Maliliit yan. Lalo na yung pandesal ngayon. 
mas lalong lumiit na yung pandesal. Dalawang piso pa rin, pero ganito na lang kaliit. When you go to India, yung tinapay nila doon malalaki yan. Okay? Pwedeng ipalo sa ulo mo at makakatulog ka. So, Mother Teresa one time brought a big bread, went to a home, a very poor family, nanay at meron siyang apat na anak. She went there at binigay niya sa nanay yung pagkain. Tinignan niya, sabi niya, sige, kumain kayo. Alam mo ginawa ng nanay, you know what the mother did? Hinati niya yung tinapay. Yung kalahati, binigay niya sa mga anak niya. Yung kalahati, kinuhan niya at lumabas ng bahay. So, galit na galit si Mother Teresa. Sabi ng, ni Mother Teresa, anong klaseng nanay ito? May nanay bang madamot? Maring meron, pero bihira. Pero yung nanay na yun, hinati yung malaking tinapay, yung kalahati, binigay sa mga anak, yung kalahati sa kanya lang at lumabas ng bahay. And Mother Teresa did not go out of the house. Hindi siya umalis. Inantay niya yung nanay bumalik. When the mother came back, when the mother came back, wala na yung tinapay. Kaya, sa sobrang galit ni Mother Teresa, sinabihan niya talaga yung nanay, anong klaseng nanay ka? Saan na yung kalahati ng tinapay? Saan mo dinala? Anong ginawa mo doon sa kalahati? And this is what the mother said. I have a neighbor who has not eaten for how many days already. May mga anak din siya. So sabi ng nanay na yon, kinuha ko yung kalahati dahil ibinigay ko rin sa kanila. Mayaman ba ang nagbigay? Hindi po. Mahirap din. Bakit siya tumutulong? Bakit siya nagbigay doon? Alam mo bakit? Kasi alam niya ang pakiramdam ng taong walang makain kasi naranasan niya. Amen? We help people not because we are extra rich. We help people dahil hindi dahil mayaman na mayaman tayo. Sobrang-sobrang yaman natin. We help people because we understand. It's important to understand. Minsan kailangan mong maranasan yan para maintindihan mo na. Galit na galit tayo sa may mga sakit kasi ang susungit, di ba? Sino sa inyo dito nag-aalaga ng may sakit? Minsan parang sasabihin mo na, sana kunin na ni Lord. Sa sobrang sungit, may sakit na nga, aalagaan mo, papagalitan ka pa, masungit. Kasi hindi mo naranasan yung sakit na yan. Galit na galit ako sa tatay ko noon kasi yung tatay ko, cranky na siya nung matanda na, cranky. Cranky. Konting ano lang galit, konting ano lang galit. Eh sabi ko, pagtanda ko, pagtanda ko, ako ang magiging pinakamabait na matanda. Hindi ko gagayahin ang tatay ko. Yun pala nalaman ko lang, yung tatay ko, diabetic. Ang diabetic, pag mataas ang sugar niyan, cranky yan. Hindi niya naintindihan ang nangyayari sa kanya, kaya parang palaging galit dahil mataas ang sugar. 
ngayon na mataas na rin yung sugar ko, naintindihan ko ng tatay ko. Okay? Kaya yung mga anak ko, pag cranky na ako, eto lang sinasabi nila, mataas ang sugar mo pa. Alam na nila. Okay. Understand. Without understanding, we cannot help people. So what are the things we need to do as a people? We will do this as a community. Bilang simbahan, gagawin natin to sa mission. Pero itong challenge ko sa inyo, wag lang sa simbahan. Gawin nyo bilang anak ng Diyos. Gawin nyo rin individually. What? Feed the hungry. They will come your way. Father Jun, lahat naman na nakikita ko, busog eh, maraming pagkain. Yes, maybe they're, they're not hungry for food. They're hungry for company. Gutom sa oras, walang pumapansin sa kanila. Bigyan mo. Pansinin mo naman. Okay? Amen. Gutom yan sa atensyon. Magbigay din ng atensyon. Okay? You give drink to the thirsty. Magpainom kayo dun sa nauuhaw. Sa Pilipinas, hindi problemang tubig. Marami niyan. Kaya siguro nagkakadiabetic yung mga tao sa Pilipinas. Sa sobra daming tubig, coke ang inahanap. Bakit? Maraming tubig sa bahay. Ang coke ang wala. Okay? Give someone a drink when you come across someone who is thirsty. Painumin mo. Eh, Father Jun, lahat naman uminom ng tubig. Eh, minsan kasi yung uhaw ng tao, hindi. Hindi lang sa tubig. Some people thirst for friendship. Walang kaibigan po. They thirst for friendship. Naghahanap ng kaibigan. Then make yourself available to that person. Be a friend to that person. Let him have a drink of your friendship. Sabi ni Jesus, when I was naked, you clothed me. Nung wala akong saplot, wala akong damit, dinanmitan mo ako. How do we clothe? Lala sa church, binabalak ko, itong taon na to, every three months, pupunta ako sa bahay nyo, kukuha ako ng mga damit nyo na hindi nyo ginagamit. Bakit? Magiging pagkain ng anay yan sa bahay mo. No, tanungin ko kayo ha, Wal, walang magtataas ng kamay. Sino sa inyo, sa loob ng aparador nyo, may mga damit kayo na hindi na ginagamit? O, oh, huwag magtaas ng kamay, makikita ko. Kayong uunahan kung pupunta doon. Mother Teresa also said, kung makakita ka ng taong walang damit, walang damit yan dahil yung damit niya nasa iyo. Sa sobrang dami ng damit mo, yung iba walang na masuot. Sa mga mag-asawa, isa sa rason, palaging late sa simbahan. Bakit? Sa sobrang dami ng damit, yung mga asawa, ang tagal magbihis. Bakit? Anong susuotin ko? Hindi nagmamat sa sapatos ko. Hindi nagmamat sa bag ko. Kaya pagtingin mo, alas 9 na, naghahanap pa ng kamatch ng sapatos na damit. Diba? As a church, we can do this. Every three months siguro, 
yung hindi nyo na sinusuot na damit, siguro balutin natin at i-bless natin sa iba. Hindi naman mahirap po, siguro. No? Mga damit na yan. Damit lang yan. Itong Christmas, marami sa inyo magkakaroon ng bagong damit na naman hindi pa natatanggal yung price tag sa ibang damit. Ito na naman, bago na naman. Okay? Then we'll start to share. Okay? But, clothing the naked is not just about dress. Clothing the naked means to protect them and shield them. May kilala ba kayong palaging inaaway, chinichismis? Why don't you protect them? Okay? That's how you clothe someone. Parang hubad na yan eh. Lahat na lang tinitira yung tao na yan. Lahat na lang pinagsasabihan ng basama yung tao na yan. Why don't you provide a clothing for that person? Sabihin mo, shh, tama na kayo. Tama na. Pag pinatuloy nyo yan, ako nang makakaaway nyo. You clothe them. Okay? Ano pa sinabi doon sa Matthew 25? When I was homeless, wala akong bahay, wala akong matirahan. Sabi niya, you took me in. Oh, we are afraid to help strangers. Natakot na tayo kasi baka, baka magnanakaw yan, Father. You know? Meron akong kaibigan na pinapasok niya yung isang taon. Nakita niya palaboy-laboy sa labas. Pinapasok niya. Hindi niya pinakain lang. He entertained that person. Palaboy. Pinapasok niya sa bahay. Entertain niya. Pinakain niya. Ang sabi ng asawa niya sa kanya, bantayan mo yan. Bantayan mo yan. Baka pag alis niyan, wala na yung pinggan at mga kutsara natin. So galit na galit yung kaibigan ko sa asawa niya. Sabi, hindi naman lahat ng tao ganun. But he took care of that person. And before that person left, alam mo ginawa ng tao na yon hinugasan yung pinggan niya. Lininis pa yung bahay niya at umalis. Okay? It takes risk. Sometimes, meron talagang loko-loko din na tinulungan mo. Gagantihan ka, gagantihan ka ng masama. May risk po yan. Ganun sa pag-ibig. Pag walang risk, hindi tunay na pag-ibig yan. Love will always have its risk. And to take in a stranger and take care of them, it takes risk also. Okay? Ano pang sinabi dito? When I was sick, you visited me. Oh, pwede natin gawin to sa church. Magkakaroon tayo ng in-home visitation ministry. Okay? We will visit those who are sick who cannot come to church. Punta natin. Anong problema? Bakit di ka makapunta sa church? Puntahan natin yung mga nasa ospital natin kasama. Dalawin lang. Wala namang sinabi, bigyan mo ng bahay lupa. Puntahan mo lang, dalawa, dalawin mo lang, di ba? Last year, meron ako isang kasama dito sa church na miss ko talaga siya. Hindi ko na nakikita. So kinausap ko yung isang deacon. Sabi ko, alam mo ba yung bahay nito? Sabi niya, alam ko, hanapin natin. Sige, puntahan natin. Nung pumunta kami doon, bibisitahin ko siya kasi hindi na nakakapunta sa church. When I went there, tinanong ko, saan si ganito? Brother ganito, sabi niya, ay father, patay na po. 
sumakabilang buhay na hindi ko man lang nadalaw nung nagkasakit. Okay? So, when I was sick, sabi ni Jesus, you came to visit me. Dinalaw mo ako nung may sakit ako. Hindi mo ako kinalimutan. Now, we can do this as a church. Meron tayong in-home ministries, hospital visitation, sa bahay bisitahin natin. You can participate in that. But individually, you must do it. It's your responsibility. Find a friend who is sick today, bisitahin mo. Itong araw to, linggo naman, walang trabaho eh. Puntaan mo lang siya. Okay? Magdala ka ng kahit, kahit prutas. Dati nagdala ako ng bulaklak sa may sakit, nagalit sa akin. Ay, huwag kayo magdala ng bulaklak sa may sakit. Magagalit yung iba. Yung iba ha, meron namang gustong-gustong bulaklak. Huwag yung bulaklak sa patay. Okay? We said them, give fruits to them, you know. Tokens that, you know, I remember you, I, I can still see you. When I was in prison, you visited me. When was the last time? Ito, tatanungin ko kayo. Kailan yung huling beses? No? How many, the last time you visited someone na nakulong? Father, nung no October lang, pumunta ako, may binisita ako, October lang. 19 ano? 1960 pa. Tagal na nun. Diba? We need to visit those who are in prison. Kailangan po yan. Sinabi sa Bible yan. Binibilang ng Diyos yan sa atin. That's why in the church, in the church, in our community, meron tayong prison ministry. Okay? Ina-arrange lang natin ngayon kasi yung mga prison kasi na yun, ayaw nila ng bisita dahil dun sa COVID, tatakot sila. But now, tapos na yung COVID, we can go back in that ministry. I would like the young people to get involved with this also. I would like to get everyone involved sa prison ministry. Tulungan tayo, bisitahin natin sila. Ang sabi ni Lord, bisitahin lang. Yun lang sabi ni Lord, di ba? Yun lang, ganun kasimple, pumunta kayo doon, bumisita. To just reminder na tao pa rin kayo, kahit nakulong kayo, tao pa rin kayo at may nakakaalala pa rin sa inyo. Someone remembers you. Kasi minsan yung mga nakukulong pag hindi naalala, parang mga hayop na eh. Our visitation will remind them that they are still human beings. They need love and we need to visit them. Now, kayo din sa personal na buhay niyo, how can you visit the prison? Now, if you cannot do it individually, find someone who is imprisoned by his addiction. Tulungan niyo. Okay? Na matanggal yung addiction. Kasi yung taong addict, Natatawa kayo, iniisip nyo, pag-addict, addict sa gamot. Maraming tao ngayon, addict sa text. Ha? Nakaka-addict po yung text. Merong maraming tao ngayon natutulog sa gabi, ganyan ang kamay. Habang natutulog, nakaganyan. Addict na addict sa text. There are friends, there are people who are addicted. They are in prison by their addiction. Visit them. Tulungan nyo sila. Baka kayo lang yung sagot na matanggal sila sa addiction nila. Tulungan nyo sila. Okay, help them. Now, all these things that I have mentioned to you, you know, parang, parang natatawa lang tayo. 
all these things, but I'm, I'm really serious. This year, we are going to do this. These are the seven corporal works of mercy. That is what Jesus expects the church to do. You go into the world, you go into the world, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, preaching the gospel to them. How do we do that? We do that as shepherds. Amen? Not lording it over people. We will do that as shepherds, taking care of them. Pano, Father John? Visit the sick. Visit those who are in prison. Feed the hungry. Give drink to the thirsty. Clothe the naked. Give shelter to the homeless. Number seven, itong dinagdag ng simbahan. Hindi mo makikita sa Matthew 25 yan, but it's all in the Bible. Bury the dead. Bury the dead. Sino ba sa inyong nasa malapit sa simbahan sa Roman Catholic Church. Pag may namamatay, ni-ring yung bell, di ba? Hello? Alam nyo ba yan? Alam nyo yan? Pag may patay sa simbahan, ni-ring yung bell. Okay, eto ha. Ang hindi makasagot nito, pupunta sa hell. Alam nyo ba, iba ang tunog kung yung namatay bata, iba rin yung tunog pag ang namatay matanda. Hindi oh, nyo alam yan. Kasi hindi nga kayo nakikinig sa bell pag may patay. Diba? Pag bata, iba ang tunog ng kampana. Pag matanda, iba din ang tunog. Why would the church go through this? Why? Because the church is participating in the prayers of the family. Nakikiisa tayo doon sa pamilya na nagdadalamhati kahit na sa pagring na lang ng bell, kasama natin sila. Sa atin sa St. Michael, how do we do that? Pag mayroong namatayan dito, we go for a vigil. Pumupunta tayo, nagbibigil tayo. That's good as a community. That is part of our responsibility to bury the dead. The seven corporal works of mercy, that is going to be the work of the church. If Jesus is king in our life, we will do this in participation of His kingship in the world today. Amen. Shall we stand?